Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we're going to be sitting down with Jennifer. So welcome to the podcast, Jen. Thanks for having me. So we have two Jens here today. So it might get a little confusing, guys. Well, I, I go by Jennifer, so, so then you can call me Jennifer and you can call her Jen. Perfect. That's, that's what we that's will do. That's with me. That's fine with me. So Jennifer, you have a really unique background <laughs> and um, I don't think we've ever had anyone on the podcast before who has flipped furniture, number one. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever talked about that before. Um, but also the way you've got into reselling, just like your whole backstory oh of that. It, it's really interesting. When you messaged us on Instagram, I was like, oh my God, yes, please come on because it is so unique to anyone that's ever been on here. So why don't you share a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your background, how you got into it all, and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the like, how much time you got questions. <laughs> as long as you want, as long as you want, doesn't matter. Oh yeah, our listeners so, love long podcasts. Okay. Yeah. They love the longer yeah. the better to them. <laughs> all right. So, um, I mean, I guess to start from the beginning, I, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. And I had always wanted to live in Los Angeles. I grew up acting, actually grew up acting in Texas, not in LA, but I would come out to LA for pilot season. I had a manager out here and all that, all that jazz. So it was kind of my dream to move to LA when I got, um, when I got older. And so um, I started college in Houston and then I just, I, I just hated it because I wanted to be in LA. So I moved to LA when I was 18 years old, which is a, uh, Oh my gosh. Wow. A while ago, I don't want to age <laughs> myself, but my birthday is actually this weekend and I will be 38. So 20 years I've been in Los Angeles now. So I'm just out here. You're young. I know. I feel I'm like, oh my God, that might be part of the reason why I'm having like a midlife crisis right now. Stop it. <laughs> so, um, so I moved to Los Angeles um, when I was 18 for acting school. And I kind of quickly realized that like, I did not want to act. And I think when I was younger, I was, and I still am to an extent, but when I was younger, I was very anxious and very insecure. And mm. so it just, it, it didn't like resonate well with me. And so during that time, I was meeting a lot of people in the music industry and I had never really thought about like music or the music industry as any sort of career. I didn't even really like know that that existed per se, you know, like the industry side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am um, at the time was dating this guy who um, his manager managed that band, the killers. I'm sure you guys are familiar with mm -hmm. the killers. Mm -hmm. yep. So one summer he kind of hooked me up with him and we, um, I started like kind of interning for him over the summer, like sending out killer CDs in the mail and promo kits and stuff. And this was before the killers were like massive. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that for a little while. And then I went and then from there, I loved it. And I wanted to get involved in the music industry. So I went to music business school out here in LA. Um, and I, I graduated from there. And then I interned at Interscope Records. And then I just kind of like started getting all these industry jobs, worked in the music industry for about a decade. And so I'll kind of not go too much into that because that's not really what this is about. But I know, but I'm like, well, you can totally share it. because I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I, am too. I'm like, I mean, okay. it's, kind of, it's kind of like all the stories that you hear about it. It's kind of exactly like you would think it is <laughs> sort of. It's very cutthroat, very. Um, yeah, it's just it's very cutthroat. And it's very hard to like progress, you know, and I yeah. I was sort of tired of kind of trying to climb the ladder. 
And um, so my last industry job, I had worked for a guitar company and I was doing the A&R, which A&R is like the people that sign the artist to either mm -hmm. a label or whatever. So I, that's what I was doing for this guitar company. And I ended up getting laid off and I was devastated because, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted to be this like music industry mogul. And, yeah. you know, I was kind of on my way to there. You know, I had a little bit of a name in the industry. And um, and so I was devastated after that. And I had recently gotten married and we had mm. moved we had moved into our own place and i was kind of like do i do i continue trying to like move up the ladder of the music industry or do i just like say f it and do yeah. my own thing you know so yeah. it was kind of I, I was kind of like at this crossroads in my life i guess how old was i at the time about a decade ago, like at my in my late 20s yeah mm -hmm. uh, so i kind of like always had these little side gigs too that I was working on because my fam, my parents, my mom and dad are both like very successful entrepreneurs. So I grew up with, with business. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I kind of had always like been doing these things on the side. And so I decided to try to get another music industry job mm -hmm. while, while I was also like working on these, you know, all these things on the side, like these little apps that I was working on and selling crap on eBay and just what, whatever things I was doing. So I almost got another A&R job. I was like right there. And then I, they went with somebody else at the last minute and I was kind of just like, this is it. I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to do, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to work for myself I'm not a very good employee <laughs> I need to like <laughs> I need to be in charge I'm like a bit of a control freak and so mm -hmm. um, you're preaching to the choir here you've got two <laughs> control freaks with you well, so very, Hallelujah. Very yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know I don't know any other way so mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so I decided from there to just try to like do my own thing and I was working on this like random app idea that I had and and in the meantime we had just moved in to a to a new place and we were trying to furnish it we were just married we didn't have you know we had we had lived with roommates before that so we needed gotcha. to like we needed to like get furniture and things for yeah a, a new place. place and so grown-up grown-up stuff <laughs> yeah exactly and so I had started like perusing Craigslist you know to oh, yeah. to, to find new furniture and I had started going to Goodwill and, and looking for things and I had come across this girl on Craigslist and she had like, like shabby chic furniture was really popular at the time, which mm, is uh, all that. Oh yeah. 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 And so <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I was, what I was trying to buy for our place. And so I found this dresser on Craigslist and I went to go pick it up from the girl. And when I went to go pick it up mm -hmm. from her at her house, I had, I went into her garage where the dresser was and realized she had all these other dressers in there that I had also seen on Craigslist. And I was like, wait a minute, like you're yeah. the one that's kind of doing this yourself. Like I didn't know that the refurbishing of furniture was a thing either. Yeah. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that's so cool. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, you know, I bought the dresser from her and then I was like, maybe that's something that I could do, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. be really fun. And so my other friend who, who had also worked for the company was laid off as well. And, mm -hmm. um, her dad was like a furniture guy or something. And so I was like, dude, let's, let's just do this in my garage. Let's start like refurbishing stuff and, and um, selling it on Craigslist. Why not? Like we're both mm -hmm. not really doing anything right now. And so she was like, I'm down. I got a sander and I have all the stuff. Like, let's just do it. <laughs> and so she came over and we started just like buying stuff off of Craigslist and from Goodwill. And we would 
we would, you know, sand it down and paint it and sell it mm-hmm. on Craigslist. And I was shocked that like the first piece that we put on there had, it, it just sold. And I'm like, oh my God, like maybe yeah. there's something here. This is crazy. And yeah. so we just, we just kind of kept on doing it and everything was selling. And I think this was, I believe, and I, I don't, I don't know for sure, but it, it seemed like it was kind of the beginning of like that little uh, DIY movement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of seemed like we were at the beginning of, of that. And so yeah. um, I opened up an Etsy shop after, um, after doing Craigslist, I was kind of like, okay, these people on Craigslist are kind of cheap. Like, let's put it up on Etsy and try to get it to, to more yeah, people well, like mm-hmm. all over. But then that introduced the problem of, of shipping it. Shipping furniture is not easy. I, um, I would, not, would not. Oh my so. God. You don't even want to know. It's like ridiculous. It's crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so anyways, yeah, from, from there, I opened my Etsy shop and just, I would go and I would buy stuff from Goodwill, Craigslist, wherever I could find it, find stuff on the side of the road. And I would like put up the kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, whatever you want to call it, raw piece of furniture on Etsy and just say like, we can custom paint this however you want it, you know? And so I started getting orders that way from people like all over the country that's really cool so it's like as long, like if you like the shape of it right kind yeah. of thing like I can make it exactly how you want that's so yes. interesting so I yeah. would find like really cool pieces like very intricate kind of um ornate you know they'd have like really cool carvings in the wood so then when you when you would paint it like it would just look really fascinating mm-hmm. and so um yeah so that's kind of how that happened from there and then and then from there. I got like a little bit of a name on Etsy and there wasn't a ton of people doing it at the time, mm-hmm. but mid-century furniture was super popular. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so while I was trying to like push this shabby chic look, which is what I was into at the time, um, people were coming to me for like Hollywood Regency, what they call mm. Hollywood Regency and like these high gloss lacquered finishes. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I have no clue what like a lacquered shiny thing is. How am I going to figure this out? So I would just like go, I would literally go to Home Depot and like find people to paint stuff for me. So I would like pick people up, bring them back to my house and be like, this is what I, I'm not even kidding you. I would pick them up and bring them back to my house. And mm-hmm. I was crazy. And so I was, I started doing it, doing that. And I started yeah. getting like, even like more expensive orders mm-hmm. because lacquer is crazy expensive. And so, yeah. yeah, like sometimes like $200 a gallon. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. That's and insane. the amount of mm-hmm. work that goes into like getting those finishes is ridiculous. So yeah, which makes sense why you would hire like a day laborer, right? <laughs> yeah. Come in and help yes. you out. Yeah. They yes. don't do that in I don't think they do that in Rhode Island. Do they do that? People go to Home Depot and picking people up all the time. Oh, they do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, they hang out in the in the side over. or in the back. They they oh, hang out okay. and then a truck yeah, yeah, yeah. pulls up and they say, Okay, this is what we're doing today, and whoever can do it hops in the yeah. truck and off they go. Oh yeah. yeah. I never so, saw that in mass. Maybe they're high time. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So that's, that's how it like started, but, but then mm-hmm. it was, it, the work started to be so much that I wasn't able to just have like random people doing it. I like, like you needed, needed to hire somebody. I needed oh, a person. Gosh. So like I found again on Craigslist, I found <laughs> like this other guy who had mm-hmm. a furniture, furniture shop that was like renting out a space in his furniture shop. So I was like, 
all right, cool. Like I can get a shop and be legit. So people can actually come in and like see, mm-hmm. you know, see the furniture in person. They can whatever, pick out the paint colors and stuff. So I started renting a shop from this guy and he mm-hmm. introduced, he introduced me to some of like his finishers. And so his finishers started, um, doing some work from me and then his finishers introduced me to this other guy Ruben who now I've been working with Ruben for close to a decade who's been doing my furniture because I still do furniture but I don't um, I don't actually do refurbished furniture anymore so I I stopped doing the refurbished stuff Mm -hmm. after a while because it's it's very expensive to store furniture first of all think about storing clothing right just how much yeah oh my gosh now think of having like a hundred pieces of furniture, like how much nope. space. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's really crazy. So, so after a while of doing the refurbished furniture, people started asking me to build stuff and I'm like, oh my I don't, gosh. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I don't know how to build stuff. Ruben, do you know how to build stuff? So Ruben mm-hmm. started, like we just, everything just kind of happened like a, this natural, mm-hmm. you know, flow or whatever. And so we started building stuff and then so we started building furniture. We got a lot of work for famous designers. We did some stuff for Jonathan Adler. Um, oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, wait, like wait, she's going to name some more. She's going to name some more. <laughs> that was like a crazy email to get because I mean, if anybody in the furniture world knows Jonathan Adler is. And right. So um, that was nuts. It was like getting an email from Jonathan Adler's design firm saying they're a fan of our work. Like, oh my God. like what? Out from, from me, How did like, they find you? Did you get the backstory on this? They found me on Etsy because, <gasps> because I, okay. So, uh, it's, it's very rare to find people who build and finish all under one roof and mm. That's what we were doing. Usually you have like a carpenter and then you have a finisher and you have to like go to all these different people to get everything done. Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. we, we were sort of, I mean, I guess we still are, but like we are sort of like a one-stop shop. So people could come to us and we would design it, build it, finish it, deliver. Like we would just do everything. And wow. that was kind of rare to find that. And so mm-hmm. they were looking for people to do very specific finishes that we could do. And so that's, I guess that's how they found me. Wow. And now, I, was, I, I don't know if you can share this or not. Did you design yeah. or so did you finish and design just like one or two specific pieces or was it for like a collection? No. So they had come to me with the design already and they wanted a lacquered linen table. And that's like a very wow. specific. Yeah, it's a very specific thing. In the, I'm in trying like, to like picture that in my mind. Yeah, I can't envision that. Like, it's literally linen fabric that you kind of like, like apply to the table mm-hmm. and then you lacquer it. I have pictures I'll send you guys. Yeah, um, yeah but I it was see that. It was for um, the Parker Palm Springs Hotel. So it went into like a... Okay. A, yeah, it went into like a room that they did at the Parker Palm Springs Hotel. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like wow. looking at my Ikea furniture and just like, <laughs> man. Hey man, I got Ikea furniture too. Don't, no. <laughs> I'm not but even no, trying. But no, but it's fun. But that's fun. That is fun. But that is fun. That is fun. I've um I refurnished some pieces of furniture, like uh, maybe about like 10 pieces throughout my yeah. life so far. Um, but I've done it all for myself, you know, because yeah, it's the same fun. thing. Like I didn't yeah, have totally. a lot of money. So uh-huh. like I knew I wanted some nice pieces of furniture and it's, it's not, it's not hard to it's do, not, but yeah. it's, it is time consuming. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it depends on like what you're tr- 
what well if I'm gonna lacquer I was not lacquering girl I was (laughs) getting like the the $15 can of like stain from Home Depot sanding something down and like restaining it's fairly simple and straightforward trying to like sand something down and do this like high gloss piano car looking finish on it is really complicated so it just depends on what you're going for but there's definitely like DIY things that you can accomplish those kinds of like I have a spray painted dresser in my bedroom that I did myself. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drop like $5,000 on a lacquered dresser, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Wow. That's so fascinating. (laughs) That is so interesting to like, yeah, resell furniture and then you're basically building it. So you're building up this company, right? So, and you're reselling and you're also selling too, right? The same time, not just reselling, right? Kind of started as reselling, then it became to actually like, selling to like big name companies, hotels, you know, lots of like these fancy clients. So then how did that transition then into you now when you started doing kind of clothing? Did you start like seeing other opportunities or like walk us through that? Mm So, well, so that I was doing the furniture stuff and then from the furniture, um, there was like another thing in between both before I started um, like reselling, there was something Ooh, in between okay. there that I did, which was um, I had kind of always, and, and I think a lot of people have this maybe misconception too. I, I mean, at least I did. I don't know if a lot of people do that. Like you have to sell like your own products. You can't resell stuff. Like you need to be the one making these products. That's kind of the mindset that I had, right? Like I wasn't, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I thought. So it was like the next logical step is for me to start my own furniture company. Like, duh, you know, like what else am I going to do? I can't just keep refurbishing dressers forever. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, making my, making my own stuff, I need to like have my own line. So um, my husband is a sound engineer and I mm-hmm. had bought him a like old record console thing um, for Christmas one year. And it kind of needed some work done to it. So I ended up like refurbishing it myself and making it mm-hmm. look making it look cute. And then he had retrofitted it and like made it sound really good. And everybody that saw it is like, this is really cool. Like, why are you guys not making these and selling them? You have a furniture company, you're a sound engineer, make these and sell these. Right. So we ended up starting this company called Luno, L-U-N-O, which is named after our dog, Emmy Lou Knowles. And um <laughs> We started um, making record consoles and making like all this really high-end furniture mm-hmm. centered around vinyl records. So we we designed an entire line. We had Ruben make it. Like we went back and forth through research and development and like we did all of this stuff. And then um, we, <laughs> we ended up taking it out to ICFF, which is the International International contemporary furniture fair i believe in new york city mm-hmm. at the at the javits center yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah we loaded up a freaking van with all this furniture and drove it across the country oh, wow. <laughs> i'm not even kidding you i wish i would have documented this it is so crazy to think about us doing that now like loading up this van mm-hmm. with furniture and driving it out there right so like we drove it out to this furniture fair and and it, it got a lot of attention at this furniture fair. And so we just like the orders started rolling in after that, like we got a ton of press. So we've mm-hmm. actually never done any marketing for that or anything. Like we're just kind of riding off of the free press stuff, like five years later. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, so 
that's been a really cool thing too. We've like also, we did a collaboration with the Frank Zappa estate. Like they reached out to us to do custom console. So we did that with them. We made one for Amy Poehler, which is like insane. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. So that's, I'm like, I feel like, I feel like I need to like go out to drinks with you because I'm like, I'm so fascinated. It's very cool. When I, it's like nuts when I say it out loud, because it doesn't really seem like I've done that much, but then mm-hmm. when I say it, it does. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I did that. And so that was really um, all I was, I kind of focused on, on Luno. I kind mm-hmm. of focused on Luno until the pandemic hit. Okay. And then the pandemic hit in our like Ruben, Ruben, who does all of our stuff, you know, his shop was closed down and they couldn't work. And oh, so, yeah. mm-hmm. right. So like over the pandemic, I just was like, what the hell am I going to do? I am so, I'm bored out of my mind. Like I can't, I don't have a, you know, job, job that I'm, I can like log into my computer and work every day. Mm-hmm. And so I had, you know, like I had resold furniture before and I had kind of always casually resold stuff on eBay just for fun, but never, I had never really thought of it as a career option or something like as a, this episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble you know, viable source of income. It was just sort of like this passive fun thing that I did. And so I I did actually have this bin full of crap that I had on eBay, but I just, I didn't do anything. I never did anything with it. It was just like, Mm -hmm. I threw it up there and forgot about it. And I'd maybe sell one thing every two or three months, you know, like here and there. And so over the pandemic, I was like, oh, I have this stuff on eBay. Um, I know there's these other marketplaces. Maybe I could try that out just for fun. And so I posted on Facebook and asked some of my friends if they had sold on Poshmark or Mercari. And I actually had mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of friends who I guess were resellers and I had no idea. And mm. so they had all like, you know, reached out to me and, and started helping me get everything set up. And then it, and then that's kind of how the reselling started, <laughs> I guess, in a nutshell, 45 minutes yeah. later. <laughs> no, you know, what's interesting to me, Jennifer, what's interesting to me is that you thought because you were in the furniture market, you thought that you had to create a product right. in order to mm-hmm. sell, which is complete opposite of what like most people that we talk to right. is, well, I had stuff, I put it on wherever and it's mm-hmm. old. And I was like, oh, I can go into stores and do this. Yeah. So it's interesting because you were in such a different niche market. It makes total sense. That's where your brain went. Like, well, right. now I need to make something that's my own and sell yeah. that. We're uh, in yeah. the re- like reseller space. Yeah. Right. The goal is like to have a brick and mortar and like yeah. that's considered your own, right? Like mm-hmm. right, 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 right. making that official. So it's just mm-hmm. interesting to hear the the different perspective. Yeah, I kind of feel like I've gone backwards and from like reselling to I've already had my own company and my own products and all of this stuff. And now I'm back to reselling and mm-hmm. I've had, I've had the studio, I've had the employees, I've had all of that. And I'm like, it's there's so much liability and so much like stress that comes along with all of that part of it that yeah. I don't know if that's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that yeah. because before yeah. we started recording, we were having conversations about 
being burnt out from reselling. And I think it's a very common topic. It's, but it's also a taboo topic all at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know, I mean, Jen and I have been very vocal about ourselves and Mm one and how we've been burnt out in the past or currently and Mm -hmm. how I basically took the whole summer off. I mean, I did things here and there, but Mm -hmm. I, and I was still making sales like, but I was Mm -hmm. very casual in the summertime. And that was Mm -hmm. just a decision that I made for myself because I just needed that break. There's other things going on in life. There are like, you know, there's different things my husband and I are focusing on and it's, you got to get rid of something. Something has Mm -hmm. to give at some point in time. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you can always go back to it, but maybe you go back to it with a different perspective, or maybe you go back right. to it and you have better boundaries about it or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. So, um, how are you feeling about it all? Because you are, you're in a, you're in a weird space right now, right? Like you yeah. transitioned to a totally different place. Yeah. I transitioned into this other thing and I'm, you know, I'm like a self-admitted workaholic. Like I don't like, I don't really like to do things casually. If I do something like I yeah. want to be the 100% best. In it. Mm-hmm. I want to be a hundred percent. I want to mm-hmm. be good. You know, I want, yeah, that's just kind of how I am with everything that I do. And so, you know, I've been full on with reselling for, I guess, um, well, I guess I, I had started it at the pan kind of in the middle of what is it now 2020 so it's 2020. 2022 now listen yeah, I, I do this all the time you're not alone oh yeah. I know it's 2022 no, right now that was is. 2020 kind of right yeah. yeah so so I had kind of started I guess towards the end of 2020 is you know when I had started mm-hmm. casually doing the reselling and then I had seen how quickly sales were coming in and it it, it kind of yes I am addicted yes. And yes, I have to I have to say that if oh my you God. don't go to Jen, if you're not on Jennifer's Instagram, you need to go there. You need to see like I just think you have such an eye, you know, oh, for you. what you find and yeah. you have amazing sourcing strategies too. Thank you. Your cost of goods is absolutely amazing you, and and I love how much you share all of that. Yeah. I love that you model your clothing. I love Thank that you. you don't care about the brands. Like Jen you know I mean? loves like, Jennifer. That's I just love Jennifer. Everybody <laughs> just everyone too. knows. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty open book. Like I sometimes mm-hmm. share too much, which is like I guess I I had asked people recently if they are introverted or extroverted and then I went down this rabbit hole and I'm like I guess it's a sign of extroverted people that they sometimes share too much, which is totally yeah. me. Um, so any, yeah, anyway, so it, uh, back to the uh, burnout question is, so I had started, you know, casually doing it at the end of 2020 and like the sales, I think the first month I did it, I did like three grand in sales or something like that, which I was like, what like, the hell? That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's yeah. crazy for just yes. casually doing something. Right? Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, um, my mom actually used to have a very successful eBay store too. So I was like, Oh my God, mom. So she was helping me with it. And mm-hmm. She was getting all into it with me. And so I had this little like, you know, hype group of people. I that love was, that mama reseller. To be, <laughs> I, that's my other friend, um, Amanda, I think she's a Stroh's closet on, uh, on Poshmark. <laughs> she was in LA at the time. She's not anymore, but she was with me. So we were all just really into it. And, and I still by no means am like giving up on reselling at all in, in any stretch of the imagination. But um, I think just because I've been so full on, I guess, for about a year and a half now and like just really like every day I'm thrifting. Mm-hmm. I live in the middle of Hollywood so I can be at 20 thrift stores and like 
five minutes, you know? So I don't I'm even just, know yeah. what that's like because it's that's crazy. like that yeah. here. It's, it's nuts. Like I'm right in the thick of it, which I'm very mm-hmm. lucky to, to be in the location I am. But, okay. um, but yeah, so I think just the pa- really, really just the past few days, not even like the past month or anything mm-hmm. like that. And, it, and it's probably just temporary, but the past few days I've just been like, every time I look at my phone, it's like, <laughs> declined offer declined offer you know like when you look at it oh my god just why can't you just ignore me why do you have to decline it and it's just it's just really annoying and return requests and this and that and it's just like it's super frustrating and I think it's kind of it's all just kind of come in on me the past few days and I'm just like I'm over it for for a minute and I'm sure I'll be back (laughs) on it in like another week or something but I'm just I need like a little a little mini break, which is great because my anniversary is on Friday and my birthday is this weekend. So we're perfect taking a little break and hopefully mm-hmm. I can recharge. And then also on top of that, as if I'm not like doing a million other things, I also have a band with my husband and we have a song coming out at the end of That's the month. Amazing. So I've been like, I've been like working with our label on like mm-hmm. getting all of the press stuff together and everything. So it's just, yeah. That's a lot of creative energy though. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that yeah, you have crazy. to put into it. So yeah. it makes sense. You know, yeah. that could definitely attribute to your, your um, <laughs> burnout. Burnout. Right. Yeah. And like your lack of the pa- passion for the reselling, right. but that's not to say that you wouldn't get it no. back. But one of the reasons why too, I like, I bring up, like I said, your, your Instagram, because I think it is refreshing to hear this from somebody who you can see that you, you kill it. You really you. do, you know? So <laughs> you, you have a great, you know, um, like I said, you have a great eye, you, you have a very tailored business on what you want to do. And it is refreshing, I think for, especially our listeners to hear this, like somebody who seems to, and does have, you know, like they're ish together, I'll say, yeah. you know, and when it comes yeah. to reselling, but still feeling that burnout, because sometimes oh, yeah. I'm sure there are people that are listening right now, just being like, I'm so burnt out, but I'm not successful, or I'm struggling in this, or I have challenges in that. So yeah. I think it's good that we do talk about these kind of things that, you know, Definitely. it's okay. It's okay to feel burnt out. It's okay to hate it one week and then be all about it next week. Like, yeah, for that's sure. What I entrepreneurship mean, is, you know? Yeah. And I definitely don't think that like, I'm not making, you know, 50 million sales every single day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's days sometimes where I don't make any sales and that's completely fine too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't want people to think that just because like my overall numbers are seemingly good. It's not always, <laughs> it's not always great. You know, there's a lot of like, the more sales you make, <laughs> Mo money, mo problems, right? <laughs> like, the more, the more things that come in, the more problems you have, and and that's probably what I'm feeling right now. Is like obviously, the more sales you make, the more returns you're going to get. The more customer, you know, angry customers, or the more this. There's just a lot of BS that comes with that too. So it's definitely not all. It's not all great all the time, but a lot of it is. You know, I'm I'm very happy with it, and I'm really happy that I moved into re- reselling because I love it but mm-hmm. I don't love it this week. So <laughs> I, I, have, I have two things I want to say. One is we really, in, in all honesty, the majority of stuff that we share on social media is the happy highlight. Right. Meal. Exactly. That's what Your we're show. sharing. Yeah. If we shared every moment of how frustrated, angry, depressed, all these different things that we felt, mm-hmm. we would get 
ragged on instantly. Yeah. Like it's just the reality of a social media. People would come yeah. at you, right? And be like, yeah. oh my God, that Daniela just she just talks all the time about how so upset negative. she is. Or right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. my God, she didn't make a sale. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what people would say. Yeah. And but then if you're happy all the time, there's no happy medium here, right? And you're sharing all the positive things all the time. I'm like, oh my God, look at all these sales I made. Look at all these amazing things that I found. People <laughs> hate on you because of all the I amazing know. things that you it's, find. It's hard, man. There's a fine line. I try yes. to like share good and bad stuff, but hey, man, you know, there's only so much you can do. You can't control you can't control what other people nope. think about you. And so, right. you know, you gotta just remember that at the end of the day. And that's I think been uh, something that I would not have been able to handle maybe in my twenties and early teens. Like I would not have been able to handle social nope. media. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God no. With my anxiety, the way that it was, and it still is, but it's much more manageable now because I'm on medication, which I mean is, has been done wonders for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't think I would have been able to share anything. I probably right. would have just been absent, you know, but I, I try to share you know, I try to share the good and the bad stuff without like uh, getting too annoyed with people's responses. Cause yeah. I am very like, sometimes I want to just be like, but yeah. I have to put myself back. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. I love you know everyone, I, but man, oh man, sometimes yeah. it's like, listen, I'm human mm-hmm. too, friend. I, yeah, am, totally. I am also human. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know you, because I'm yeah. sure people listening, they have no idea who you are. Where do you generally sell on? What type of items do you usually pick up? What does that look like for you? So I, um, I guess my main platform, I mean, my, I guess I don't want to say my main platform because I'm, I have everything on pretty much all platforms, but that my main sales, I guess, come from Poshmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm on Poshmark eBay, Mercari, TradeSea, Depop. Uh, I think that's it. I'm, I'm everything. Not really <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything. And I, I get, love that. You're like, I think that's it. I'm like, I think you named pretty much all. I think you named all. them all. The yeah, only one you didn't name is whatnot. That's the only one you didn't uh, name. Yeah, that's a whole. Oh, I have a whole. I, we can talk about it. Don't worry. We can end yeah. with whatnot. <laughs> oh my God. Live selling is this just. Uh, I, I don't get it's it. But, a whole uh, different ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm on all of them. I'm on Etsy too, but not for not for clothing. Like my furniture stuff is still up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I'm on all of them. And then I guess the majority of the stuff I pick up is is women's. I do pick yeah. up everything. I mean, I'm not really like looking for any particular any particular style or whatever. I just mm-hmm. kind of. I just I guess kind of gravitate towards like trendy stuff and um, I try to gravitate towards stuff that I can make at least like a $50 profit on yeah because I'm sort of solo right now I do have a VA um, but other than that it's pretty much just me doing everything so for it to be worth my time for it to be worth my time to me everybody has mm-hmm. their own standards but for me for mm-hmm. something to be worth my time um, I like to, to get like a $50 profit out of it. So what that looks like, it's, it's not any specific like brand or whatever. If I can sell Abercrombie for 50, make a $50 profit, I'll sell Abercrombie. If I can make a $50 Mm -hmm. profit off forever 21, I'll sell forever 21. I don't really care. Um, I just try to find stuff that I can make a $50 profit off of like at the low end, you know, obviously I like to make more than that, but that's kind of, (laughs) I guess that's sort of like my, uh, benchmark or whatever. That's, that's what I'm looking for when I go thrifting. 
What kind of thrift stores do you have in your area? Because you're talking to an East Coast girl, so I know nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what what are the names? Yeah, so, like, no, okay. like, you have Goodwills, right? But right. Do you have, like, small thrift shops that are specific to one type of genre? Like, what what does that look like, I yeah, guess? Yeah, so, I guess near me, like, the, close, the closest places near me, I'm, like, the closest. There's seriously so many places around <laughs> me. But the, there's, there's, like, two Goodwills within a few minutes of me that I could you know, be at. And then there's, there's a place called out of the closet, which is, mm-hmm. yep. um, I think almost of their proceeds go to the HIV foundation. It's, mm-hmm. I, I love out of the closet. Um, and then, so we have out of the closet, we have goodwill, we have the council thrift, which is like something to do with the Jewish something. I don't know the exact, <laughs> uh, I don't know where their money goes to, but something to do with the Jewish council or something like that. I don't know if what I'm saying that mm-hmm. wrong. Um, so we have that, which is very close to me as well. And then we have, we also have the Goodwill outlets, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like just random kind of mom and pop, like no name yeah. thrift stores or whatever. But I guess those would sort of be the main ones would be like Goodwill Council, mm-hmm. Out of the Closet. There is Salvation Army, but like not that many. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not really one of the main ones that I go to. Yeah. I do occasionally, but, um, they're kind of like on the outskirts. They're not like in LA proper. They're more like Santa Monica, gotcha. Pasadena, yeah. you know, kind of on the mm-hmm. outskirts of that. So near me is that stuff. And then I also have like near me, there are two crossroads and there's a Buffalo okay. Exchange as well. Very, very close to me. And then there's like a lot of kind of mom and pop um, buy, sell, trade stores. Stores. buy, yeah. sell, trade. Things so, I wish. I, like, I, I'm I looking at Jen like, are you kidding me? Because yeah. that doesn't exist around here. Yeah. We have Salvation yeah. Army yeah. and Sabres. Like, oh, that's yeah, Sabres. I think we have... Those I think are they're called like value out. villages out there. I think that's what they're called. We do have Sabres. Yeah. Oh, you do uh, have Sabres too? Like, okay. Yeah, I don't think we have value village. Value village, I think we had in Texas. But mm-hmm. there is savers like sort of more on the outskirts, and the savers out here are ridiculously expensive. I've heard I they're mean, really bad. Like they're, they're really, really bad. But mm-hmm. the good thing about to me, one of the good things about the um, thrift stores here is like ninety nine percent of them do not charge tax, and so yeah, yeah which that's is nice. awesome because in Texas they do. So um, interesting. I think that that's great because especially the Goodwills out here, if you're on the mailing list. If you're in Southern California and you're not on the mailing list, get on the mailing list because the first of every month they send you a coupon for 20% off. And I think you're only supposed to use it once, but I use it all month. And you get, uh, yeah, you get 20% off of all your purchases, no tax. So, I mean, it's like you have to spend yeah. over, th- you have to spend over $30, but I mean, that's not hard to do. So, <laughs> so essentially, yeah, you're every time I go, if I spend over $30, I'm only paying 24. And so uh, the Goodwills in Los Angeles are really not that overpriced. I think they're kind of starting to be a little bit with like mm-hmm. these boutique items, yeah. but yeah. It's so crazy the stuff that people donate in LA. There's absolutely no way that they can like filter all of the the good stuff out of it. So right. I mean, if you go to my Poshmark closet and like look at the stuff that I have in there, mm-hmm. I would say 95% of it is thrifted. And so awesome. if you yeah. 
if you look at the brands that are in there, you'll be like, okay, 95% mm -hmm. of it is thrifted. I, I do source everywhere. I do source online. I do, you know, some can have some consignment clients. I do like all of it, but thrifting mm -hmm. is my main thing just because I am so close to so many yeah. amazing sources. Now, if I was to move to another city, I might have to like reevaluate the way that I source my products because, right. mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like you said, you only have two places that are close to you. So I would, I would have to maybe re-strategize that, but for where I'm at now, it mm -hmm. makes the most sense for me to thrift it because I can go to the thrift store. I can have the product the same day. I can inspect it in person. I don't yeah. have to like order it online and wait for three weeks. And then maybe it's fake or maybe it's damaged or like whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, am not, a, I, I'm not a huge fan of online sourcing. I think it's super boring and very tedious <laughs> and I mean, Hey, but like, why, every, but why, why should, why do you need it? Like you said, you don't like, need you it. That's all the these, exactly. all I don't. of these different avenues, right? <laughs> um, and you have sample sales where you are too. Yeah. I don't really go to those because I've, I've attempted to maybe go to like one, and even if you show up early, there's like lines around. Yeah, the it's overwhelming. I'm not, about, crazy. I'm not about to stand in line. I don't, you know. No. I'm yeah, I, people camp out like 24, 48 hours yeah. in advance. Ridiculous. Like, I, I, live, yeah. um, I live pretty close to the Dolls Kill store. And like, mm -hmm. they, nice. Yeah, they do sample sales all the time. And so every time I drive past, there's just like, like <laughs> you're like, yep. flies down the block. No. And you know what the good thing about that is after the sample sales, whatever they didn't sell gets donated to they the donate stores it. right in the area. So I'm like, I don't even need to go because I'll just going to go. You have your own personal sample sale. I'm just going to go pick it up. And yeah, I have a lot of friends at all the thrift stores because I go so much. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, Hey, we got this like cool thing and you might like, <laughs> oh, that's, gosh, awesome. that's awesome. Um, yeah. I have to, I do have to ask though, you do, okay. you do source, um, what I've noticed what it looks like to me, like a, like a flea market or uh -huh. a swap meet, yeah. and which I think is really fascinating because I don't yeah. know a lot of people that, that do that. So right. like, is that like a weekly thing? Is it like, cause I know we have a swap meet out here in San Diego, but it's only on the weekends and there are some people yeah. that do sell things. And I remember when I used to go to the bins in Boston all the time, right. there used to be a lot of um flea market sellers there you know yeah, where they yeah. would get stuff from there and then they'd go Definitely. to the flea market and flip it so uh -huh. yeah can you just talk to me a little bit about like how did you find that out and because I so, mean you go to like the dollar table girl <laughs> and then I'm like oh my god look what she just picked up from the dollar table it's like it's crazy but I mean okay like you said you're only sharing the good stuff so it, it, it's still like the bins you still gotta dig it's mm -hmm. not like I'm just showing up and there's just like of course of course stuff <laughs> sitting out out on the table like I'm digging for it but but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of like flea markets and swap meets in Los Angeles you just gotta you just gotta look for them I'm not gonna say the exact one that I go no, to. No, 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 keep no, it to no, yourself don't keep it to yourself no <laughs> but yeah I get like messages every week and where are you where I'm like, sure I'm sure people always want to know not that hard to figure it out. Just but, uh, Google, my friends. We exactly. tell people all the time. Yeah. Just I was, Google. I was talking to uh, El Ducho recently, Denali, and like we were both like, dude, like everything we've learned, we've Googled it. I mean, it's it's not that complicated. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of flea markets and swap meets in Los Angeles. And so I frequent one, one that I go to. And uh, my friend, Shana, who is like one of my old roommates, from a while back she's also from Houston but she lives in LA now and she is a vintage reseller and so she's kind of been sourcing from swap meets and she used to take me to them and um 
So I guess around the pandemic, you know, some of the stores weren't open. So going to Mm -hmm. flea markets was more accessible because they're outside. Um, And so I kind of started going and was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. The stuff that they have here. It's Yeah. Yeah. I just sort of made it like a regular part of my thing. And and I really don't like go out for fun that much anymore, just because I, I, I'm just at that age where I just don't really need to go out. I've been married for a decade. I don't drink anymore. So it's like, you know, I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go to mm-hmm. dinner sometimes. And so that's kind of like my time out of the house for, for fun, I guess. Fun yeah. in quotation marks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did the same thing today. So I had today off from work because state workers, we have election day off. It's wonderful. And I spent the, I said to my husband, I was like, I know I have today off and he works from home. And it's like, and I know I probably should be home. I'm leaving and I'm going to go thrifting (laughs) all day. So see you later. And I drove an hour and a half and I went to my favorite spots and then I drove back home. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of for me. and, And that's probably why I thrift so much too, is because I've worked from home for like a decade now and doing the furniture thing is like, I'm taking orders online, but I'm not like, I'm not interacting with people. So I think for me, like being out at the thrift stores is like just part of my getting like human interaction, you know, and it's, it's fun because I'm an extroverted person and I like to be around people. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So um, that I think that is probably part of the reason why I do thrift so much. <laughs> like my yeah, but you know. also find such amazing stuff that I can see why it, yeah. it's almost like that need. Like you need yeah. to go out almost every day mm-hmm. because yeah, of the definitely. things that you're capable of finding, or you never know who you're going to encounter, or who you can mm-hmm. talk to, or who you're going to find on the street that yeah. maybe is dropping off something, and they're like, "Hey, do you just want this?" Like. I, that's happened to me a lot of times. You would be surprised where like people will come into into the store and like they just can't take donations anymore sometimes because there's so much so stuff come, mm-hmm. yeah, coming in. And so there's certain stores in LA that just won't take do- donations at all anymore. There's only certain ones you can go to. But at like, say, maybe three or four o'clock or something like that, they'll be like, we're full. We can't take anymore. So if people come in with bags, they'll send them away, right? And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll literally go up to them and be like, I'll take it. And then the people yeah. at Goodware are like, yeah, whatever. We don't care. Like, we can't take it. You can take it. So people have just given me stuff before. It's nuts. And like, so I find, good. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I find just bags of stuff on the street sometimes. Yeah, because people are like, just like, I'm just going to put it by the door. I don't care. Like, maybe they'll take it. Maybe they yeah, won't. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and I think it's it's hard for people to believe sometimes because I post it on like I'll post stuff that I find on the street in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles so if you don't live in a city like Los Angeles or New York people are like how are you just finding stuff on the street I'm like everywhere there's just like apartment buildings and people and stuff everywhere so like especially at the end of the month people will just like throw their stuff on the street people who are leaving Mm -hmm. yeah and just hope that people will take it away so like I'm out there kind of like ooh, what can I find at the end dumpster diving diving. (laughs) I have a question does LA do the same thing like New York City where like there's garbage pickup every day 
Uh, no, we okay. only, well, I don't know everywhere where, where yeah. I'm at. No, it's only once a week. Yeah. So over here, I know in New York, too. New York, you, I mean, you literally just leave it out on the street every yeah. night and they have garbage pickup every day yeah. and there's groups of people and they're on Instagram and that's all they right. do is they go yeah. through every garbage <gasps> oh bag God. on New York city and, but they go like to where the schools are or yeah. a department oh store or whatever. God. And the things that they find in there brand new. Brand I need, new I need to. I need to watch these. Yes, there's like brand right new calculators alley. from schools, like the scientific ones. Yeah. Brand new COVID tests, like the yeah. because they're expiring crazy. in three months, they right. can't keep it. But they're all yeah. just on the side of the road, so anyone I mean, can get the food that's yeah. brand new that schools yeah. can't keep because they're going on summer break. Like there's that's so crazy. many ways to like source and find things. I don't think mm-hmm. that there's any one way that's better or worse or anything like that I think that like reselling is such a uh it's not a one-size-fits-all um job you Mm -hmm. can kind of tailor it to however you want and so I mean if I can find stuff on the street that will sell like of course I'm gonna (laughs) of course I'm gonna pick it up why wouldn't I be stupid not to like I have just I found like this random bag just sitting right out in front of my house one time that had all this new stuff with tags. I sold one of the pieces for like $75 and it was just sitting in my wallet. Insane. That's insane. Like, I know it's just crazy. Like I think I know I had a friend who her husband was in construction and he was doing construction in a really fancy neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. It kills me though when he says it. He and he he well he found like somebody threw like a huge garbage bag full of clothes, but uh-huh. his truck was like super full, and so he only grabbed like he saw there was a coat on top, so he just grabbed the coat, and he's like, I can't bring anything right. else in my truck. He grabbed the coat, brought it to my friend. It was a Canada Goose jacket. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I, oh my god. yeah. Wow. And she she was like, go back. Oh. Like, you know, she told him, let's go back. She's like, she emptied out his car. And then she's like, let's go back. By the time they went back, though, like the oh bag was, God. you know, it was gone. Yeah. You but she scoop, just you couldn't believe it. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, it's got the little leaf and everything. And she's like, yes. I'm like, oh, my. Like someone just threw that away. Like, yeah, it's, just, I got, it's crazy. I got duped recently because I thought I found a Canada goose. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is so crazy. Oh my God. It's mm-hmm. like t- 10 bucks. And I just got excited and I grabbed it and I didn't really even look until I got home. And then I got home and I looked and I'm like, what the hell is Canada weather gear? Oh like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the dupe for Canada. Oh, goose. My God. <laughs> so the patch is super similar. Everything yeah. about it's really oh, similar. God. It still retails for a fair amount of money, yeah, but it, it the is resale like, isn't as good. Like no. Something, I'm like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. So That's Canada. like, everybody's gone through that. Everyone thinks yeah. that they find something. You're like, I have no time to inspect this. Like, I'm just going to run yeah. like a, like I stole it. And I get was home. so yeah. excited. I was actually in Houston visiting my family when I found it in Houston. And I'm like, oh my God, they have the Canada goose in Houston. You know, this is crazy. And so, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, <laughs> not. To I've say never that. found it. I found a fake. I That's about as far as I've gone. Mm, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, never, yeah. I have never found it, but I have found some. I think my. I, I want to say. I was gonna say, best, what's your best find? Tell me, what's your best find? <laughs> my, mm-hmm. I, I would say two of my best, like thrifted things that I found and that have already sold. I found um, a. I think it's pronounced. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Maria Lucha Hohan, or I'm not exactly hmm. sure how to say it. Yeah. And it was like this gold lame dress and it, it kind of looked like it could be a Halloween costume. So I think it, it was easy. I, 
I could see how it would get looked over because it was mm-hmm. very costumey looking. But I looked at the the tag and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and it looks to be really expensive. So I paid, I paid eight ninety nine for it, no tax. So literally eight ninety nine, and it sold for I believe nine hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, Jesus, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. That's actually I forget nuts, that other right? states have tax on clothes and stuff. We don't yeah, have tax I out know. here on clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we do have tax we, on clothes, just not at thrift stores. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The thrift stores. It's like tax exempt or something like yeah, that they're because they're exempt. nonprofit. Right. Oh, right. yeah. No, we don't have yeah, tax yeah, yeah. on any clothes out here. Clothes and shoes. Oh, no tax. I know. I know. It's awful. That's cool. I, I'm That's so good sad. To know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, Come that shopping out here in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. We don't have tax. I would love it's to, man. So to. good because yeah. like because the styles that they like are the styles that we don't like. So they have yeah. a lot of what we like. <laughs> That's I mean, what I found I, at least. It's funny when people are like, I don't we don't have good thrifting out here. I mean, I can find stuff anywhere I go. And whether it's gonna be like the same stuff I find in LA, probably not. But like when I go to Texas, you know, I like last time I was in Texas at Goodwill, where I'm from in Sugarland, a place called Sugarland, right outside of Houston. What a cute little name. I know. Yeah, right? I know. Um, I found some Christian Dior boots that I think I paid a hundred. I think they had them marked at a hundred, which whatever, that's fair. fair, right? So I paid mm-hmm. that and they sold for five fifty. Nice. So I mean, wow. like you can you can find good stuff anywhere mm-hmm. you go. Just gotta kind of like, I guess, tailor it more to yeah. wherever you are. Like on the East Coast, you guys find a lot of like winter stuff and more yeah. like outdoorsy things. But you know, I mean, you can find stuff anywhere. It's we yeah, find fancy really schmancy can. stuff out here too. It's just a yeah. matter of where you are and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what definitely. store you're in because yeah. if you're in like more of a boutique area that they know what it is and it's For priced sure. up and you can't touch it right um yeah. I, I do think that out here the stores are more brand conscious like they know what mm-hmm. the brands are out here they don't know every brand but they know a lot yeah. of them mm-hmm. and they do price they're getting smarter mm-hmm. they're yeah, starting to do that out here too i mean it, it it just depends like the council thrift store has a little rack right when you walk in that's like popular brands and so they put all their kind of high-end stuff on that rack but mm-hmm. I mean they're never gonna catch everything no, they're not gonna I got, catch everything I got a I don't know how to pronounce this either but is it like Hervé Leger or whatever oh, it yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh yeah 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 okay. mm-hmm. So I found that like a maxi dress there for like 10 bucks, you know, and that sold already. So, I mean, it, you're never going to like, they're never going to catch everything. They're going to catch everything. And like things are always yeah. changing. So it's like for sure. to keep up with that too would be really hard. What was your second best? Because you oh, said that you had two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> other one, I don't know if this was my second best. There might've been another one that's better. It's just the one that I remember is, mm-hmm. um, and I don't... I'm so bad at pronunciation, but I, Giacomus or something like that. Oh Giacomus. yeah, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I found one of those dresses for at, um, and I had never heard of it before. I had never heard of honestly anything really before I started reselling. I just, I just look everything. Kind of up. the same too. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I know J Crew. I know. <laughs> yeah, <Gap>. exactly. <laughs> Talbot's is super expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like Anthropology is really expensive too, and that's kind yeah. of like a, but um. Yeah, so so I found that Giacomo's, however you say it, uh, dress also for eight ninety nine, and then I think I want to say it sold for like maybe six hundred, five fifty, six hundred on Poshmark. So so you yeah. sell all this stuff yourself. You don't send yeah. anything in anywhere. 
I do send stuff into the real, real on occasion, and I do send. You stuff need in- to be really particular about that now. Did you see the new changes? Oh my god, it's awful. Ridiculous. Yeah. And so, but I, so like stuff that I'll find at the flea market or swap meets, whatever, like if I find an older style, something for a dollar and I can send it in and make five or 10 bucks. Yeah. It's worth it. I would not sell this myself, but if I can make Mm -hmm. five or 10 bucks for literally just sending it in, then I'll do that. But I, or if I've had something sitting for a really long Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and I don't think that I can, uh, you know, I don't think I can move it, then I'll send it to one of them. But some of the payouts on ThreadUp are crazy, like really good, um, mm-hmm. but they're not taking new stuff. But some some stuff on there, I've gotten like hundred dollar payouts for some stuff. So yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's way better mm-hmm. than the real world to me. But with, I, I with do, some stuff, so yeah. brands that you wouldn't get paid out well on on the right. real real pay out well on ThreadUp. Yeah. But it's like so finding that happy medium so like what i've been mm-hmm. doing for thread up is whatever i like don't care about that's going to be donation right. or things that i think will just i'll get paid out better on there right. i've been doing the partner kits and the only partner kits right What's now that? that do the upfront so partner kits are these gift cards that you can get from various brands so athleta's on there um christy dawn uh so many different brands you'd have to yeah. you can google it there's all different brands on there and you send them in a box, whatever mm-hmm. it is you're sending them in. Some brands, before you used to get upfront payouts for everything. So like ThreadUp back in the day was upfront payouts. That's what this uh-huh. was. And you get a gift card mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. company when um, that payout was processed. Now, only certain brands are doing the upfront payout. I think Athleta oh. is the Athleta and mm, I don't remember the other ones. But Athleta, mm-hmm. I know, is one doing upfront payouts, which is fine with me because I'll take that money and buy stuff for myself. Um, and that's how I've acquired things for me or I bought Christy Dawn dresses when they did the upfront payouts and I would send Mm -hmm. things into them and then get, Mm -hmm. I, the most I ever got for Christy Dawn, uh, gift card was almost $500. So I was able to get two dresses, invest my money, right. Right. And then Mm -hmm. sell the dresses and get the cash for it. So it's a different way of sourcing. Yeah. Um, That's that's the way I use thread up now. It's like, okay, well, if I can do these partner kits now it's different. Like with Christy (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dawn or reformation, you send them in stuff, they process it and it goes into consignment, just like regular thread up clean out bags do. So I don't love that before, like you were saying, when you sent stuff in, so you just got paid out. So you, I, I don't understand though. I'm confused. So when you, you would just send in whatever, like a normal box of stuff. It didn't have to be like, you weren't sending in Christy, old no. Christy Dawn. You were sending in whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but then how would they determine what the credit was? They like did. So thread up would do their pricing, whatever it was. The problem with that is like, I didn't do, when I send stuff into them, it's like, I don't care about it. It's going to mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. savers or something. So I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, they determine whatever the value of it is and you kind of uh-huh. have no say in this. It's whatever oh. they give you and that's uh-huh. it. Now okay. with the consignment side of it, it's just like a clean out bag. So you can put the assurance on it and everything and you can kind of adjust the pricing. Um, but for the upfront, un- upfront payout, you can't do that. They just I... determine whatever they want to take and then go from there. Yeah. Um, so it's a way of doing it. Um I like I, it to buy things for myself. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, that 100%. makes. I mean, that makes total sense. I would. Yeah, I mean, and then the mm-hmm. real, real for me now. Like I still send things, and I mm-hmm. the things that sell the best for me are coats, blazers, mm-hmm. 
like things like that, handbags mm-hmm. because they're final sale. So no one's returning them, which is great. <laughs> Wait, um, coats and handbags are final sale? Just handbags. Just handbags really? are final sale. Mm-hmm. Coats, okay, no, people can return it unless it's a final sale. Like if it right. makes it to like the extreme discount, mm-hmm. then obviously they can't <laughs> which return it. Which everything does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. But I've noticed that like certain brands that I found in Boston, like for example, there's this company called Warm and they make beautiful, beautiful pieces. And I had this beautiful dress. It was sheer and it had velvet and floral and it was like the most stunning thing I've ever seen. And it sat for the longest time in my Poshmark closet, like almost a year. And I Mm. finally was like, I know this is worth something. I'm just going to send it in because I can see they're starting to take it on the real rail. And it sold within like 48 hours for over $200. And I made 70% on that. That's amazing. You have to. And this is what I do. Like if you are going to send things into the real rail, you need to literally sit there and research all the different brands, yeah. watch what they do mm-hmm, and see right. how they discount them. And what did this sell at? And what styles are selling? And do they have a ton of this specific style? It's a right. lot of work to now yeah. send things in there. It's not just put it in a box <laughs> and send it. You can't do that anymore. I mean, I think like all of reselling is a lot of work and research. I think if you don't like researching, reselling is not a good job. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> that is a, a good, good thing to say it is like <laughs> it just you need is. to research I, mean, I love mm-hmm. I mean I just love knowing kind of like the why behind everything yeah. I'm a very yep. inquisitive person by nature like I ask yeah. a ton of questions and I just yeah. want to know everything I want mm-hmm. to know how things mm-hmm. work I want to know this I want to know that so like before I started reselling I went down a whole YouTube rabbit hole of binging yeah. all these videos and sort of like learning about how everything worked I, mm-hmm. I think Mogi, Mogi Beth was the first person I found mm-hmm. on YouTube. I love her and like we, we do too we love Mogi yeah, yeah we do. great and uh granted we have very different business models now but like the way that she structures her business I think is really uh, it's she has like a really solid structure to her business yeah, yeah absolutely so I I bought her um her spreadsheet and I think mm. that's that's really kind of when I was like, okay, I can do this. Cause I was able to, you know, it calculates everything for you. And I was able to see all the numbers and all of that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, hats off Amazing. to Mogi Beth. Uh, <laughs> I think she's, she's incredible and everybody should follow her. Um, so yeah, that's how, like I, my point was <laughs> I, I researched the hell out of it before I started reselling to kind of get a grasp on how yeah. I could legitimately do it. And it's like that with any platform because every platform is different. Like you're saying for the real, real, you need to like know what brands are going to sell mm-hmm. on there. I mean, and it's, it's very different from what will sell on Poshmark. It's very yep. different from what will sell mm-hmm. on eBay. Depop has its own Depop culture. And like, you know, it's just, they're all, they're all very different. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of maybe need to know, you know, sort of all of that before you start and you, like too. I said, you got to research a lot for reselling a lot. You got to research, you got to become an, a, an expert, right? In your yeah. field, if this is what you're, yeah. you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's definitely where I think the passion mm-hmm. comes from. You know, it was funny. <laughs> I actually was at a wedding in New York, uh, this past weekend and there was this girl that we were with and I saw her dress and I was like, I love your dress. I'm all anthropology. source, <laughs> And she's like, yeah and I was like and I love your Ferragamos too and she's like oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> yeah it's crazy how I was I was actually at the 99 cent store earlier because I mm-hmm. am, I am a cheap asshole and I love the 99 cent store <laughs> I was there earlier today yeah. and um, mm-hmm. I was standing in line and I was looking at the girl's pants and I'm like huh aloe you know and I I don't I would have <laughs> never, never noticed 
to that before I started reselling. I didn't mm-hmm. even know what aloe was before I started mm-hmm. reselling. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know a lot of these brands before I started. Right. I've always think, had, yeah. I've always mm-hmm. had like a, a good sense of style. Mm. Um, yes. I've, I've always liked clothes, but I've always been a more style-based person. I've never cared too much about. Me too. Label, Me too. And I still don't. Like I am not a designer label person by any any means at all um I think that for me at least the stuff that I like to wear if it looks cute I don't care where it came from and I am just so cheap with my personal stuff that like (laughs) yeah like I am Mm -hmm. not gonna spend a hundred dollars on a piece for myself I just I'm just not gonna do it that's true I hear you. I think yeah, you're preaching again to the choir yeah (laughs) we definitely it's very rare that Mm -hmm. we pay up and and yeah, buy something rare. that expensive like it's got to be something that's going to be extremely useful to us right. or like we've been dying to have it and it's like okay <laughs> yeah fine I will splurge the hundred dollars and get I it I can't even thing. remember the last time I spent that much on like something for myself I just I just don't care <gasps> that much think. yeah I really yeah can't. I just don't Mm-mm. I don't <laughs> normally do it <laughs> looking off into the cloud. I know, yeah. everyone's I like, like thank you. I don't I know. Because whatever I do find, even if it is designer, I'm getting it at a crazy low discount because yeah, right? I'm yeah, savvy at doing that. Like yeah. when people That's ask, well, yeah. like, how did think, you I get just, this? I, I just got um I just got like an Ula Johnson top for like I think it was though like sixty five bucks, which Oh my god. Like that's pricey to me. That's, that's really pricey expensive. to me too. <laughs> you know, but I got it at like a yeah. thrift store and I've always wanted one. And I was uh-huh. like, okay, I'm going to get myself one. And then I yeah. looked it up and it's reselling for like $200. And I'm like, wow. all right, cool. Like, you know, so, yeah, I'm like, I got well, a, resell this when I'm done. <laughs> I got a Ula Johnson dress at the flea market last weekend, but it oh my was God, not, you got it at the flea no, market. No, no. Not a dollar, not a dollar. Oh, okay. I, I paid for it. Uh, one of my <laughs> vendors there, they always have like real, I got, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From their booth this past weekend, I got, and they were all brand new with tags. And I paid a, I paid a good amount, yes. but I got an Ula Johnson dress, a Pat Bow dress, oh my Cezanne, God. a Cezanne dress. Um, there was two others. I can't even remember. Uh, I don't know. There was two other yeah. high-end mm-hmm. things that I got. But yeah, speaking of Ula Johnson. Just That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, but like I'm saying like that to me was so expensive. And I just told yeah. myself, you know what? I haven't bought myself something in a long time. And I had some Poshmark money and I'm like, I'm going to buy it for myself. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, when you, it's just you, I laugh because I'm like $65, you know what I mean? And it's you like, that's what? nothing to so many people, but. Uh, yeah, I know? got a Poshmark credit recently because mm-hmm. I like challenged one of their return decisions or whatever. And so they gave me a, I, they, mm-hmm. I guess Good that's you. Just, I do that all the time because I think they're wrong half the time. And so I'm going to argue because I'm an argumentative person by nature. (laughs) Anytime you argue with them, they're just like, here's a credit. So I've kind of like racked up all these credits. And so I used my credit to buy myself some boots on Poshmark. But the boots I bought were literally like universal thread target. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. (laughs) That's that's my my style. But I, I bought them because I was able 
people to try them on. I found them at Goodwill and I tried okay. them on and I mm. liked what they fit, but they were like a little too damaged because I wanted some new ones, obviously. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm just going to go into Poshmark. I know somebody's selling these on Poshmark. So Absolutely. Exactly. I, I wanted to be able to try them on and I wanted them to be cheap. And I think they were only like $15 on <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, yeah. we mentioned live selling. So let's oh, end God. it with live selling because it is a hot topic. We've talked about <laughs> it with almost every guest that's come on. Yeah. It's kind of, it's evolved. It's definitely evolving yeah. as time goes on. And we're seeing people sh- kind of shift away from the whatnot and kind of focus on the past mm-hmm. shows because there's buyers there, right? Yeah. What's your stance on it? Do you see your business going in this direction? Absolutely not. Like I have. (laughs) I love it. Someone's saying no. (laughs) (laughs) I have like, as, as a seller, I have like below zero interest in it. I find it super uncomfortable, super awkward. Mm -hmm. I don't love being on camera um, in general. So Mm -hmm. it's just, I know it's not for me. I know I'm not going to be excited talking about a sweater. I'm not going to stand there for five, you know, 10 seconds or however long and sell this freaking, you know, sweater to you. Like that's just, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not for me, like at all. Um, As a buyer, also not for me. I have gone into several shows and I find it so extremely awkward. Like I just, I don't you, get it. It doesn't keep your attention, right? Because no, I'm right not there with at all. you. I'm like, okay, not five minutes, I'm good. See you later. I am so, um, uh, I'm like, I can't even remember. I'm so impatient that mm-hmm. I'm like, just get to the point. Like, okay. I think I, I had I had followed a larger reseller and I saw that they were going to have this really cool item in there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and I want to watch and see it. And mm-hmm. just the time they got to that, I'm just like, I'm over it already. I don't mm-hmm. want to sit around for 45 minutes waiting for this item that mm-hmm. I may or may not get a good deal on. And then yeah. it bit up. It's just, I don't know. I mean, look, uh, I think that it's a great thing and it can work for a lot of people. I'm totally not bashing it. But for me, mm-hmm. no, absolutely not. <laughs> like I have, yeah. no, I have no interest and I do kind of like get the, you know, shiny new object vibe about it, that it's hot right now. And I guess, you know, TBD on, on how it plays out. But, Mm um, you know, I think that video is great for, for selling. I don't know about like live selling. I think maybe like having videos of the, of the product could be cool, but like in your listing or something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't get it. And I think that maybe as it evolves, like it, it might become something that I might mm-hmm. be more interested in, but I just think as of now, I find it really uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. Yeah, that's totally and, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I, I don't have any interest in buying that way. Like, yeah, I don't have Same. any need so I, yeah. I'm very much like tra- the traditional I know what I want or I have yeah. an idea of what I want yeah. I'm gonna search yeah. for it I'm gonna find it yeah. I'll like a bunch of stuff and then we'll see how it goes from there yeah. I don't need to watch <laughs> someone to hopefully find something that I want right. or they hopefully have something that I want Definitely. but I do understand <laughs> the allure and why yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. are having success Mm-hmm. And I understand that different generations like different things. Mm-hmm. And us millennials have a really hard time with all this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think so. I, I yeah, get I why Gen Z likes it. I get why the younger generation is drawn to it. But mm-hmm. 
Um, I also can see how a seller can become extremely burnt out from it. And oh, yeah, it seems like a lot. Of a lot, it's a of, lot. That's the other thing is like, you know, I was kind of at one point like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, I'll put my money where my mouth is and just try one. So I'm not like yeah. just saying I hate it without ever trying it. But then, you know, I was like, that seems like a lot of work for maybe not that great of a payout because I see mm. a lot of people you know, like I, I follow a lot of people. So I kind of, I see what's being said about everything. And I see a lot mm -hmm. of people say, oh, well, it's a great way to liquidate. And I'm like, I'm not trying to liquidate. I'm trying to make money. I don't want to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to spend yeah. all this time just to like get my money? To sell back? something for like, five, yeah, two bucks, I, five yeah, bucks Yeah, I could whatever. send it yeah. to ThreadUp. I could take it to the consignment store. Goodwills in Los Angeles have 60 day returns. Like I could take it back and get my, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. So there's so many way, other ways for me. I could mm. have a yard sale and do it in person. I don't need to like. Yeah, but that's, that's just, a good point. This is just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I I think everybody can kind of tailor their business the way they want. But yeah. for me, yeah. I don't see it in the cards anytime soon unless gotcha. you know, some <laughs> something changes yeah. or whatever. But yeah, yeah that's and I totally think fair. seeing that's how fair. platforms evolve with it yeah. might change people's minds. Yeah. Like I'll try it once, mm -hmm. one time to just see how the process is. Cause I yeah. think it's important to understand what people are talking about and what they're experiencing, but mm -hmm. I can already tell given my personality, <laughs> I'm going to one, hate it. I'm not going to hate the interaction. I'm not going to hate, like, I, I don't care about being on camera. Yeah. Like that stuff doesn't bother me. Uh -huh. um, I love interacting with people. Yeah. That's, I'm going to love that, but I'm going to hate every other aspect of it. The mm -hmm. shipping, the organizing, the analytics side of it, the just all of that kind of stuff where yeah. when something sells a traditional way, I have a process in place. It works. Mm -hmm. It's quick. It doesn't take up a lot of my time. I'd like to spend my time doing other things. I don't want to be working on reselling five hours <laughs> out of the day. I already work yeah. an eight hour shift at my yeah. full-time job. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That part of it, I can't get past, but I'm not in a position of some of these other full-time sellers. That yeah. This is a great way for them to move product really quickly and okay, mm -hmm. maybe make less money, but there's more money coming in the door for them. So like, yeah, I mean, that, I, that you see that side of it. Of it. Can, yeah, I do see that too. Um, and I guess if my, per, I guess if my personality was a bit different, I think that that, that I would maybe do that. But I think the other thing I don't, for me, don't like about it is that like I have to set up this thing and then I have to be there at a certain yes. time. And like, I'm a very kind of spontaneous person. Like I don't have a daily routine. I don't, I'm just not like a very regimented person. And so. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a creative. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Having mm -hmm. to be like, okay, on Tuesday at like five o'clock, I got to be here and do this thing. Like I, that would stress me out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even, even mm -hmm. before being on camera, which would stress me out, having to be somewhere at a certain time would stress me out. And then just having to like do all these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, it just does not fit, does not fit my personality. At well, all. <laughs> we appreciate your honesty because yeah. Yeah. I think the common theme that we're seeing in the community, and it's not a bad thing at all, is most people are going to, are, are, do want to do it or have done mm -hmm. it or want to mm -hmm. try it. And I think it's nice to hear someone say like, mm, yeah. nope, not for me. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> it's okay. I don't, I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm already like spread too thin with all the things yeah. that I do yeah. and being on multiple platforms. Like I don't need. And being a singer. I don't know. Let's yeah. throw that in there. Yeah, you have a like song with really a label a I don't song. know I mean amazing <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god I know building just... furniture for people that are famous I don't know, I know. <laughs> just a little I, busy 
<laughs> yeah, a little busy. that's crazy. I just, and I think there would be like a whole nother learning curve to that, yeah. that I just yeah. don't want to go down. And I think that like, I think if I'm going to put my energy anywhere moving forward, and, yeah. and it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. But the thing about being on camera is holding me back is uh, do, doing YouTube. I was doing- just going to say, why don't you have a YouTube channel? Yeah, because I feel like uh, you should. <laughs> I, I will. Yeah. I will. Uh, my brother actually has a YouTube channel. He's a chef and um, he just passed 50,000 subscribers today. Nice. He, call- he called me That's right amazing. Before. Tell me I'm so proud of him. And um, he's so That's great. True. And yeah, his latest video just got 2 million views, which is absolutely bomb. Oh, he went viral. The, the fried, is that the fried <laughs> oh, rice one? Something yeah, like the, that, fried, right? the rice yeah. one. So it's like, it's absolutely nuts. And um, so yeah, like him and I, we throw ideas back and forth to each other. And like, Creative um, family, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my parents are entrepreneurs and me yeah. and my brother are creative. So it's like, I've kind of like grappled with being the creative and the business person for a yeah. long time. I'm like, yeah, because it's very hard to monetize creativity. So, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's right. That. So, I think if I could do that moving forward and, and like put everything together in like this creative way and, and show mm-hmm. all of my talents off on, on YouTube and show people how to do things, then that's kind of. I guess I think that would be amazing. I think that would be. I'm sure people listening would absolutely be like, "Okay, subscribe. Let me know when you're doing it." Which, by the way, all of Jennifer's information will be in the show notes. You can follow her and all that. And then when she does hit live on her YouTube, you guys will know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, moving forward, I guess to close to close out this podcast, that'll probably be maybe my next move, not live selling, but probably going into that Amazing. realm and doing, I love making videos. I, I absolutely mm-hmm. love making videos. I do all of our videos for the band. Um, so yeah. it's already something I know how to do. And I just need to like get over that and love it. <laughs> awesome. This was such a oh great conversation. This was so I love much it. fun. Yes. So much. <laughs> it was great getting to know you guys too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's always fun to get to know people. Like we talk to people all the time on Instagram, but it's like having these face-to-face conversations are so nice and you get to really see people's personalities and the personalities come out (laughs) on the audio too. So our listeners get to hear what people are really like and they get to meet new people. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us, sharing your story. That's that's something that's been really unexpected about reselling is the community has been so cool. Yeah. yeah, It's really a fun one. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool people in this community. I've made a lot of friends and now I can count you guys in my group. Yes. You can add us right into that little group. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.